Yo, what's good, everybody? I have risen from the ashes of Tour of South Florida. Uh, took me about five hours today to realize I was exhausted. It might have also been that I added stage four, which was a 100-mile death march yesterday. And ended with some brutal sprints. And really, I was talking to Patrick and was like, you know, sometimes my thought process is if I can't turn the screw on myself, how am I ever going to turn it on somebody else? So... I felt pretty racked around mile 80 and went all in on some like 20, 10 to 20 sprints or maybe it was 10 sprints that felt like 20 sprints. But anyways, um, so I was downloading some videos from my computer and I was like, yo, you know, I'm going to get this video ready, post some stuff about Tour South Florida. But then I thought back and there's just a lot of people that are going to be doing those videos better than I am. Um, a lot of times if I ever watch them the whole time, I'm like, yo, skip to the point, get to the point, get to the point. I like trying to like drag through where can I pick a pearl out? So I don't know if I'm going to do those this year. And a lot of times I just feel like I'm like, yo, look at, look, I'm doing VO two max. Yeah. It's a bike race, dude. Of course there's going to be a VO two max. Like, I don't know, just looking at numbers and I want to, I have an athlete, young dude in Georgia and I said to him, which I should say to everybody, since he is in high school, I said, yo, every race, I want you to write down what are the three things that you learned. So I was thinking to myself, what did I learn from Tour South Florida? And I'm rolling with some rippers, dude. And, you know, Michael Hernandez, uh, national champion, uh, just a bunch of other dudes from Florida that can rail, uh, former world tour rider. It the, the list was stout. And, you know, they, as I was coming onto the squad and shout out to Florida Velo slash Zeal Cycling for having me. Um, the one guy who had kind of put everything together was like, yeah, you know, he kind of was like alluding to we're riding this as a team. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down to work, whatever. Like, let's co- if my squad, I was on one squad and there's another squad. Whoever was better was the GC team. And I was like, dude, if we don't win the time trial, let's just work. So the uh i'm gonna go through my three lessons that i learned as really getting to be domestique this weekend after the time trial which was dope um so the ttt time trial right you're in a totally new group of people they know each other um but when you don't know how each other rides and you don't know what the other person looks like in a rotation you don't know the non-verbal cues communication is paramount and you gotta like try to get on the level verbally and verbally man some of these guys didn't speak english which was which was a very interesting thing and also a very hilarious thing i'll tell you about in the road race but this is something to think about with your own teammates do you know how you're going to communicate with each other when things start getting crazy so a time a team time trial is very um You're just rotating in a line, but you're trying to understand how, when is someone about to pull off and when are you pulling back and not surging and being smooth as a unit. Now imagine, you know, you're in a road race or you're in a crit and things are going chaotic. You still need to be able to get some messages across to each other. Communication, obviously, in a bike race is huge. And I remember when we first started, I think my first couple years in a Cat 1 team back in like 2009 or 10. That was one thing we struggled with because we were all sort of new to this dynamic of racing with six or seven guys in one race. And it was like, you're not just like 
yelling to each other, but you need to learn each other's riding style, but also who's going to, who is the captain? Um, and it was really awesome to see Michael before the race, uh, lay out the strategy. We knew what plan A was and someone on your team needs to do that. That will also be, uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll allude back to plan, having plan A, uh, to my number three, but going to number two, we're in the road race, the GC, we're one through fifth. Uh, so we are really obviously trying to shut moves down. We don't want to ride with anybody because we're in Florida. It's a sprint. We're looking for time. If anything, we don't want other people to get time. We don't want to come out of that stage any worse. So the thing that was interesting to me was when we were talking beforehand, if guys are attacking and you're bridging up to close gaps, I would even catch myself thinking about this because naturally, if I'm doing a one-day race, I'm trying to get in a break. And my natural cues to myself, I see people going, I'm bridging to that. I naturally know, explode off, do not bring anyone with me. The exact opposite is true if you're riding as a domestique for a GC team trying to weld things together. You're going off and jumping off, but you're not surging across the gap. You are literally trying to bring everyone with you. Because even if you don't get all the way to that break, it incites other people's excitement to close that gap. So communicate, again, with yourself this time, though. Like, have remember what your duty is. Remember what your goal is. Remember why you are pedaling and what you are doing. And... There was even a time when I was, when one of my teammates was like, yo, 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 ease up. Like I was trying to bridge across. I sprinted across him. He yelled like, yo, because I was literally going to bridge a gap, but no one was coming with me because I was taking off. And that's not, that's not my job that day. So communication with yourself. Um, and it was actually funny. So the group did split at one point and we were in the front. Uh, there were three of us. And teams were yelling that we were, we had three guys in the front now and we're not driving the break. And we're like, yo, we've got five guys uh, in one through fifth in GC. We don't want to drive this thing. The funny thing is everyone except for me spoke Spanish. So I leaned over my team like, yo, what's everybody yelling about? And he like laughs. He's like, okay, so these guys are saying this. These guys are saying this. They all want us to work. But yeah, dude, just chill. We can ride. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me know if I need to know anything from what everyone's saying. It was a really cool dynamic to have to try and understand through verbal cues like who was t- who was down with who who was helping who who was like what was going on so having that court awareness in the break is huge um so you know you got to be patient in those in those times of the race and uh the last point is number three it was awesome that we had a plan a but you got to have a backup plan and i think a lot of times Having an overarching plan can be tough and a lot a lot of times I hear, you know, if I work with athletes that are like a cap four, cap five, I'm like, yo, well, this is our exact plan for this crit in two weeks. And I'm like, damn, that's y'all are planning for real, for real. And not that planning's bad, but our plan in the crit was trying, you know, really let people know we weren't chasing everything down, but we want to set a pace that was where everyone's not attacking, that we're not reacting to everything. The way the course went, I mean, we climbed, I think, 2,700 feet in 80 minutes. Um, Me and Justin were the ones trying to just drive the pace. First 10 minutes were pretty bonkers, and I was getting wrecked. 
And I was like, dude, this thing needs to slow up soon or I am going to be out the back ASAP. This climb was just getting brutal. And so, you know, my plan B was, okay, if I try to control this thing anymore after, I think it was like 15 minutes in, um, it's just going to be over and then I'm not going to hold the team at all. And luckily on that lap, people kind of chilled and I use that chill time to kind of drive at my own pace, just hard enough that no one came around me. Um, but you know, you got, you gotta have, you gotta start thinking sometimes if a plan that you make with your teammates isn't working out, be nimble and think on your toes and say, okay, well, what is my goal? My goal all day was to be there to cover moves, to help the guys that are in the GC, like bring a gap back. Um, that was the most rewarding part of the weekend. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but there was a time where we needed to pull up um, Akil, Michael, and a couple of the dudes were still there and uh, just drilled it for like a lap and a half or a lap. It felt like a lap and a half. It was two times up the hill. It was the second time Michael and Akil took off. And, uh, you know, those dudes gave me props afterwards. And that felt really good to still be there to be able to to dig in so they didn't have to do that themselves. And I don't know if you necessarily could pull around a lap and then bridge. Who knows? Those dudes are super strong, so maybe they could. Um, but, you know, just be nimble. And, uh, you know, I was sad climbing at times, staying with the group, recover as much as possible, knowing the gas would have to go down again. So... Those are my three lessons. Uh, Communicate, understand your job, and when you're bridging gaps for a team in GC, you're lessening your power to weld it together. Um, And then number three, have a backup plan. I I think a lot of people plan a little bit too much for bike racing. Talk about the bike race after and talk about the race before so you have some ideas. Um, So that's it. Let me see. Did I get in under five minutes? No, I did in 10 minutes. Okay. Well, hopefully you learned something from that. Um, shout out new athlete that we're working with from South Africa. I always like to give a new country shout out. We are super stoked that this, uh, message is getting around the globe, um, that we're here to try to help people with bike racing, period. You don't have to pass. If you have a question, hit me up. Um, I'm not, I don't have every answer, but I'm happy to share mine. And a lot of times that's all I was looking for coming up in the game. Uh, loving this sport. So please share this podcast. If you like it, check some things out on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. And uh, yeah, Brendan at evoke.bike, E-V-O-Q, if you need something. All right, talk to you later. Have a great night. Thank you.